Welcome to Tom and Jack having the crack, a look at the week's news and politics. Um, welcome, everybody. So, a couple of interesting things happening this week. Um, you hear about the Rishi Sunak and his wife? And the yeah, she's a, a non-dom. A non-dom. A non-dom. But enough, enough about Rishi's, Rishi's sexual preferences. Yeah, uh, it's... it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, uh, they, it was always going to come out. You kind of wonder, he has to be finished now. Like, you can't be, he, I, I, he couldn't get become prime minister now, could he? Um, we say that, but in, in today's climate, who knows? Because he would argue, the, the argument, just to, on, on his side, I'm sure he would say, we haven't done anything wrong, wrong. Yeah. There's no, like, legal, it's just perceptual, isn't it? That he's increased taxes this week. And then it's come out that his his, his wife's a non-dommed. If, if he if he becomes the leader mm. of the Tory party, mm-hmm. and if they win an overall majority in a general election, I will have no sympathy for poor people ever again. Right. Who vote for Tory party. Right, right, right. Because, do you know what I mean? Like, if you honestly think that someone who is, you know, not paying that kind of money really cares about your interests, like, yeah. you just... Wasn't well, that the whole interesting um, thing, like, where you're either dividing along cultural lines or economic lines because if someone if like, i agree with you but if someone was like done all that shady shit but also but then's like they're not gonna make me say the pronouns and they're not gonna make me do the oh, jesus i don't know I no but some, that mean that's, yeah yeah like, like some people feel that, i don't know like you know a lot of the okay a lot of their leaders in the past are rich like boris is is, is yeah. relatively rich but he's they're not they're not they weren't super rich yeah and they weren't we didn't know that they were super rich yeah. do you know what i mean they were they were more they were actually a little bit closer to real life yeah but they, they their wealth is Unreal. Nowhere near. Because she's life. isn't she? She's the daughter of the guy who like founded or CEO of Infosys, that massive Indian tech company. Tech company, yeah. Yeah, that's untold wealth, isn't it? That's that's huge. Oh, it's bit. She seemingly is billion. So it's it's thirty million a year. She's not paying in tax. <laughs> that's the bit off the top. Do you know what I mean? Thirty million be. not paying in tax. God, if I if I told you how much tax I wasn't paying, <laughs> is, it, like, is it is it less than thirty million? Like the, yeah, well, the, like it's thirty million. You know, it's. <laughs> Like it's basically, it's a good fucking school. It's a decent school. It's a half decent yacht. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's it's. it's I I don't know ex- the exact figure, but it's at least a thirty extra nurses a year. <laughs> Wait, nurses get paid a million? No, quid? no, they're not. They're not. No. That's a, I, I, it. Could be three hundred nurses. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. It's it's a lot of money. Like so, the Guardian did a, an interesting story. that outrage because the Guardian's gone full like onion outrage headline. Yeah, they had a headline which was disgrace that she um, has more money than the Queen. Yep. Like, isn't that what you want? Like, don't you want private citizens, especially like, you know. Ah well, it it look it makes a bit of, it it makes a bit of a joke of democracy because like the whole point of democracy like and I, I guess that was probably the point they're saying that maybe you didn't read between the lines there, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole idea of monarchy was that the, these people were so wealthy and so privileged that they couldn't they couldn't make good decisions for people at the bottom because their their lives are so removed from people at the bottom. But she's actually even further removed from the queen. Like she's even at a higher level of privilege. So like. How is she going to understand the life of someone who goes to a food bank? Uh, wouldn't have thought she would. She wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> so, like, then, you know, wh- why why would we want them to make the decisions that affect all our lives? Well, I think isn't that because people enjoy just abdicating responsibility. They're just like, I don't really want to think about it. And I'd like, you know, if someone says a little bit of the right thing, I'm in. I'm not really... Uh, you not think yeah, you... but there's other candidates there. Like, obviously, no, it's not a case of is it's Rissy or it's me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there are other because candidates. Just to be clear, Jack's not paying his tax either. Yeah, yeah, no, like it's it's clear. it's very you know there there are other options there. Like, but it, it's it's just the the idea that um you you know the the idea that they will understand the implications of the decisions they're making on on real people's lives. They wouldn't yeah. have a clue. They wouldn't yeah. have a clue. Like they'll be making these decisions basically on, you know, they'd be like accountants to be like getting from advisors. It'll yeah. all be in the abstract. They'd be like me ruling Japan. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I know nothing about Japanese people, so I'd be just like, what will I do? Yeah. And they would, people would say, oh, do that. It'll make the balance sheet look good there. But, like, if I was on the ground in Japan, I could realise that that's upsetting, you know, a whole region of Japan that they're going to yeah. hate me. And I'd be like, I would, I'd be oblivious to it. <laughs> quite interested, I'm, quite interested to know, I'm quite interested to know what your first order of business would be if you were ruling Japan. First order of business if I was ruling Japan is we need to get an army going again. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I, 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 I'd want to fucking, I'd want to reinstate myself as a divine emperor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. we, we haven't had one of them for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, rule for life, the usual kind of stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Bring back the samurai. That's what I say. Bring back the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make Japan great again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put China back in its place. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought World War Three was going to be USA and, and China. No, Japan no, no. come back from you know <laughs> what, the, the Third Sino-China War. Yeah, the, <laughs> the sleeping dragon. Yeah. <laughs> the you sleeping, forgot about us. <laughs> the sleeping dragon is the name of the movie we make once you take over Japan. Yeah. I, I've actually I've been reading the thing about China and seemingly the the anti-Japanese propaganda in China now is unbelievable. Yeah, that there's hundreds and hundreds of movies being made every year that are there. The whole plot line is basically bad person Japanese, mm-hmm. good person Chinese, Chinese person overcomes bad person. But that that's been historically the case for a long time. Like across East Asia, is like Japan is like the villain country, the baddie. Yeah, well, mm. they're seen as like the Britain of Asia because yeah. they yeah. tried to invade everyone and were like, and like sort of Nazi. Yeah, you know, yeah. super xenophobic back in the day and like. Even today, they're not like super immigrant friendly and stuff. No, no, but I don't think any of them are though. China aren't either. That's nah. true. Yeah, you know, none of them, none of them really are. No, nah. no. Nah, if, if, if you go to that part of the world, it's the most um, homogeneous like kind of place you can go to. Yeah, like, everything looks the same. It's like same the 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 differentiation between like cuisine and all that sort of stuff. It's it's not as marked as. Have Have you seen? But there there are like huge. Um, Ethnic differences. Oh, within, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember. We, the, we just seen? don't see it. I'm colorblind. But it's like, but that is what it's like when you look at another country's like racial or like ethnic yeah. like boundaries. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. Like, like China, like even Spain has got four officially recognized national languages, yeah. is on our doorstep, and they're a hugely divided country. But well, to everyone else, they're just like, that's just Spain. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I used to work in a, in a rough part of uh, London, and there was uh, Irish travelers who lived there. And I swear that there was people who I dealt with in a day who couldn't tell the difference between me and the travelers and actually <laughs> <laughs> broached me with an element of <laughs> fear and respect that I actually quite enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the toughest you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Doing some bare knuckle boxing with Jack Hester. <laughs> you want to box the Emperor of Japan, do but, you? But it, 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 does, it does kind of make you realise that while in Ireland I would see myself as being very different to them, to the outside world, a lot of similarities, same complexion, yeah. mm-hmm. speak the same, <laughs> you yeah. know, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you steal a lot. You get a bit the same thing when you're northern, you move down to London, everyone thinks you're like, you might be a little bit tough, you might be a little bit edgy, and I'm like, I love theatre. It's not... Love the theater. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> it's very different. I forgot what was that topic we were talking about anyway. That started... Oh, Risky oh, yeah, Sunak. Yeah. Risky Sunak. So yeah. what, do you, what do you think, like... He has to be done. It's just hard to know, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's gonna. I think it's a speed bump for him. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't think so. Don't now, think what so. do you think of this one? Who do, do you reckon Boris is leaking all this? Yeah, just just to try and like. Oh yeah, get, yeah, you're doing like, well in the of... polls, very see. Do they? they yeah. I wonder, did they know about your wife? Yeah. <laughs> well, it made complete sense, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's a, I kind of if if Boris is leaking it. Mm. I kind of admire that kind of stuff, the dark arts uh, like of politics, like yeah. the sneakiness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because that's the only way. Sure, it's the only way you survive long enough. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. Can't, like, you can't be pure, can you, and survive? No, no, no. It's a root. It's a rootless game of chess. Like, and it. I. I do think he's finished now. Like, I don't think. Like, he, I just think he can never be prime minister now. Right. I. I think it's. You know how how do you over, how do you overcome that? Like, you well, know, trust me, I look after you. My wife won't give any money to the country, uh, but she does live here. Yeah. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and his defence is basically, my wife's my wife and I'm, you know, but are people going to buy that? 
just going to pull the Will Smith of British politics, isn't he? Just defending my wife. Just defending my wife. Uh, you saw that new video with Will Smith. No, go on. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's, it, it, did you see that, Luke? No. Just where Jade is talking to him in the house, but she starts, like, Facebook live in him. What? Just as she's having, like, a little sort of... They're obviously having a bit of an argument or something. Is this post-Oscars that she... Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just... I think it is. I only yeah. saw it the other day. Yeah. But that... I feel sorry for him, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a month ago, you would think he had everything. Mm-hmm. And now you're like the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his Oscar in his yeah, millions of pounds. He's yeah, just yeah, beautiful life. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, like, I think he's just been psychologically fucked by everybody, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I read his uh, autobiography. Oh, did you? Recent. Well, I read half of it. This, it goes on a bit. Um, <laughs> but he, he definitely comes across as, like, a singular-minded and controlling person. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like completely, absolutely focused on him. Yeah, but did, succeeding like he's one of those sort of people. Yeah, did you see? Have you seen that thing too, where he destroyed the woman in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah, yeah, and, and Viv. Viv. Have you seen that? No, on the set. Yeah, yeah. It, for for some, she was a trained actress Juliet from Broadway, actress, and, yeah. and she just wasn't that enamored with him. She just didn't right. think he was all that, you know. Yeah, yeah and yeah. um, and he obviously got a bit of the coldness from her. Nothing, no, I don't think she did anything to him. She just didn't laugh at all his jokes. She just didn't think the sun shined out of his ass. Right. And he sort of fucking got rid of her. Really? Yeah. They kind of, they kind of. Ruthless. She got pushed off the show, like, because of it, you know? He's got a psychopathic thing of, like, I am the guy. I am legend. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need that, right? Like I would oh, say like yeah. Hollywood level probably does come like the amount of like like what you were talking about, the smoke and mirrors is probably the same level as Parliament. Oh yeah. Oh, like, worse, and the, worse. the influence you wield is massive. Like the cultural yeah, influence yeah, you yeah. have. Which is why like all fucking Hollywood stars think they're prophets and like yeah, and yeah. the most important and that's that why the Oscars influence, happen. Yeah, and they yeah. can influence politics and can influence the world because as far as they're concerned, no one's ever told them they can't. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're all into the secret and all that. And then of course they're they're allowed behave like odd yeah. and ridiculously like do you know what I mean given so much money they're given so, <laughs> but also they're in a bubble and mm. uh, yeah I think I think it's you know it's a, it's a freak show really yeah Hollywood yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be any of them yeah have you ever watched the movie Full Frontal it's kind of uh, uh, satire in Hollywood it's very no. funny uh, Steven Sod- Sod- Soderbergh, Sod- uh, uh, Brad Pitt's in it, Julia Robertson, loads of them in it, Jeff Green's in it. I always thought it was one of the funniest movies I ever saw in my life, right? Mm. honestly. Mm. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it has like 38%. And I, for years, I'd be like... Audience rating or critic? critic? Uh, uh, both. Uh, both. Yeah, right. No, maybe critic. I don't know. I, can't, I didn't know there was two different ones until, yeah. <laughs> until you just told me. And I always thought, God, am I that out of tune with yeah. humour that I well, like... And then... The Harvey Weinstein thing happened and I was like, I think I know what happened because there is a scene in it where a TV producer gets a girl back to his room to give him a massage and then pressures her into giving him a happy ending. Uh. And then as she's leaving the hotel, someone from reception calls her over and gives her an envelope full of cash. And you're just like, that's. Harvey Wein- yeah, that character yeah. is playing Harvey Weinstein yeah. and they say that he had the power to destroy a movie yeah so I think he is what and he just destroyed changed. the ratings on it you know but it, didn't they also say Brad Pitt was like quite vocal against, against him, him yeah well. yeah so it's interesting Very. he was in that he allegedly movie, told him so he, he tried to like proposition Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow and he stood up to him yeah, yeah and he's like I'll fucking kill you if you try and so it's kind of like and he, so he had the, he had a drink and drug problem Brad Pitt so it's kind of like in Hollywood you're either mental yeah. or you have a drink and drug problem like there's, there's it's one or two yeah because how do you how do you cope with that <laughs> how do you cope with that and by the way one sounds way more fun yeah well, I, think, I think they're both like there's you can redeem yourself if you have a problem like you yeah know, but if, you got... if you just if you're just megalomaniac Harder, I, I always found it funny that uh, Daniel Radcliffe throughout the entire of Harry Potter event he was just completely drunk. Drunk? Was, <laughs> was like a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he was in the paper too recently <laughs> enough. Did he ever go with someone? I think he, does he just get very upset if you keep asking him about Harry Potter or something? Is that his? I have no idea. I always thought he seemed like a nice boy. 
Uh, you, you just can't tell, Luke. No, you can't, you can't tell. He's probably a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought he was a nice boy. It turns out he was a nice drunk. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just yeah. a good drunk. He just drunk. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was, he was lovely when he was drinking every day, but as yeah. soon as he quit, yeah. his true colours came true, yeah, exactly. and he was unbearable. That Daniel, <laughs> having an intervention, you have to keep drinking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll never work in this town again. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We, we all love. Yes, a safe space. You need to keep boozing. Oh, God. I'm really sorry. Speaking of um, happy endings, you see uh, Lucy K won his Grammy. Who? Lucy K. Who? Oh, Lucy K yeah. won yeah. his Grammy. I yeah. told you, I said Lucy K. And I was like, who the fuck is Lucy K? <laughs> uh, Lucy, did you, have you listened? I haven't listened to it. Have you listened it to was it? For, it was for Sincerely, wasn't it? The one he did last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It good? Yeah, it was good. I heard it's good. Yeah, yeah really good. I heard it's good. I haven't yeah. listened to it. Um, Lucy K, I, I used to love Lucy K. He used to be my mm-hmm. favourite comedian in the world. And um, I, when I first started doing comedy, I was going out with a girl who didn't like comedy. Mm. She thought it was very vulgar. She didn't like anything about comedy. And I... I was trying to convince her that comedy was a good thing and I and she was very intelligent. I was trying to convince her that it was a very intellectual thing and I was showing her Lewis C.K. stuff. Look how clever this guy is. And then that story broke out and I was like, for fuck's sake, Lewis. I've lost this argument now. That relationship broke up. I yeah. kind of half blame Lewis C.K. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is like, I, R. Kelly's got a Grammy. So if I if R. Kelly can have one. Yeah, the, the Lewis, Lewis C.K. one thing. Michael Jackson's um, got a few. You know. Now, Obviously, I've never met him, but I have gigged with someone who knew him. Right. And they said he was a dickhead. I've heard that from a few people and, in New York, yeah. And seemingly, he was always known yeah. as a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the couple people from New York that I knew said, if you were on his, in a, if you were like sort of in his crew, yeah, great, and like looks after people, you know, pays for shit, takes people on the road, all that stuff. But anyone outside of that small clique... Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Like I, it's a, it's a it's a difficult. Like I don't know about you know should you be giving people Grammys or something. I I think if someone does something bad, I I still don't feel that you can't enjoy their art. Yeah, because you'd yeah. have to go back through. I think we just we have a recency bias, don't we? Because if you go through like every Renaissance artist's portfolio, yeah. for example. And like you're gonna find a lot of skeletons and a lot of like Picasso. Yeah, and Wait, so what, what what do you make of a? Because Will Smith is probably the most recent example, and then it's interesting because he's attacked a comedian. Do you think Will Smith should lose his Oscar? No, no, I think no, no, no definitely. It. I don't think I don't think what Will Smith did was that bad. I honestly don't think it was that bad. Really. Yeah. I don't think he fucking slapped him. Who gives a fuck? Like, do you know what I mean? I've been slapped like that so many times. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we all had a drink. <laughs> We've all had a drink. <laughs> I, I really don't. He slapped a grown man who slagged off his wife. I, I think, I don't know. Call me old fashioned or something. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, think, I think if a smaller man slags off a bigger man's wife and gets a slap, that's yeah. that's not news. Like, that's, that's that's just you dragging up personal experience. That's just that's, that's every small town in this country <laughs> on a Friday night. Hundred percent. That's every chip shop. Do you know what I mean? That like the, no police are going to investigate that. Do you know what I mean? I I was, I was actually in Liverpool recently. Did a gig in Liverpool. No joke. Right. Was walking back to my hotel, and this guy comes running down the road, and two bouncers trip him. He falls on the ground, and they start punching him and kneeing him and someone shouts stop doing that and one of the bouncers went he hit a girl and then everyone was like keep hitting Fair play. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> like I think you know yeah. and, and and this like you know I get the whole oh, pr- comedians need protection and everything like this no it's not it's just it's just it's just, it's just and really do you know what I mean I think and, I, I would like to and, and it's, it was the, the slap was more disrespectful than physically damaging. Oh, it's not physically damaging. Oh, well, it, it should have been damaging, considering he was like hands down. <laughs> like Will Smith's way bigger than Chris. Yeah, he's Rock. Way, but but he did slap him. He yeah. didn't punch him. Like yeah, he, like yeah. he could he could have not. Uh, Will Smith, if Will Smith wanted to knock Chris Rock out, he'd knock him out. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, for sure. I still think it's a ridiculous thing to do, but I I would like to have seen it. I wish Will Smith was sat in row twelve. 
Like, I wish he wasn't Oscar. Nom- I wish he wasn't nominated for an Oscar because I would like to see the awkward shuffle of like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, pardon me, sorry, excuse me, pardon me. Have to come down <laughs> yes. from the upstairs. Yes. Well, he, he might, he might <laughs> keep that- come in like three <laughs> acts later. Like, keeping, that, keeping that energy all the way down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> he mightn't have done it. I, I was at a gig. I was at the gig where President Abunjo nearly got knocked out. Really. Oh Who yeah, yeah. To knock out President Obama? Oh, oh, lads, it was, it was, and and the thing about it, you could see it coming for quite a while. Mm-hmm. That there, there was just a couple. Um, ah, they weren't like they weren't bad people. They had a lot of kids. They hadn't been out for over a year or something. They were very, very drunk, and they, it was a small room. And the girl kept doing things like. I'm going to the toilet, I'm going for a cigarette. And she's being like disruptive. And I, I, I had to go on, like, so I was kind of looking at how am I going to deal with this? And I, I just thought, I'll, because they, I'll just ignore it. And, mm. and, but they were just very drunk without, I don't think there was any malice behind their yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, disruption. And mm. it was just, it was her more than him. But then <laughs> President Mungo, he, like, they hadn't, they had, they had interrupted other acts, but they hadn't derailed any act. Right. They, they hadn't just completely destroyed the show, right? Uh, but he, he went on in character and sort of said that he, he didn't want any intro. And like kind of, he laid down a marker. Do you know what he did? He laid down like a, a USA red line. You crossed that red line. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're better off not laying down red lines. You know what I mean? And, 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 then, <laughs> and then they broke it. And, and then the guy was like... He, he he sort of moved his chair to give himself a clear run at the stage and he was just like, everything the president said, he was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. And you could just see... Winding himself up. Winding himself up, right? And then and then he went and there was a guy... He The president was so lucky because there was two... There was a guy in the front row who was a retired policeman from Glasgow. Wow. And he just stood up, stood in between the guy and the president and said, you'll have to go through me first. And like, we didn't know that he, I, I thought he, it just looked like an old man. But then when he stood there, you see, he was quite big. Mm. And then there was another guy, there was only about 20 people in the room. There was another guy at the back of the room who was absolutely massive. <laughs> you know, one of these like guys from the gym who's just absolutely huge. Yeah. And he was on like a, he, he, he looked like an Eastern European guy, you know, those big yeah, yeah, Eastern yeah. European guys. And, and he was on like a first or second date with a black girl. Mm. So like he, he was going to, so you got a white guy running up to the president. So your man's on the first or second date with a black girl. So he's like, well, I'm going to have to do, I'm going to do something. You can see the incentive for him to do something. So he then came up too. And then you just have the guy like is flanked on either side by two, two massive men who are just like, calm down and get out. Yeah. which is, we, so I, I had a similar thing last night. Yeah. Like where um, someone asked a question of a comic, comic took it as a giant insult, and this really tense situation occurred with these two women on stage like screaming at each other. And I thought the crowd's reaction was really interesting because the crowd, like, even though I actually think maybe the comic was a little bit at fault, the whole crowd, like, on the comic side. Yeah, yeah. Unequivocally. That was the same with the president. Unequivocally. Yeah, yeah. And then this woman stood up and went, you ruined my fucking birthday! <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know you've ruined my fucking birthday and I'm fucking off. And the crowd is simultaneous and the crowd went, bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, God. Bye bye. Oh, God. But then I had to go on after that. Yeah. And so the crowd had got this woman out of there. So when I got on stage, I just said, this Happy is... birthday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just, just, uh, this, is, this is great. It's like high school. Someone else has got the bully out of here before I arrived. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Unreal. But I think it's interesting that now that cra- I feel like crowds are somewhat aware of this kind of like... Riff. Uh, I, don't, I, don't mean I, this, I don't mean the slap. I feel like they're aware of this like challenging comics and some crowd members are like, no, nah, I'm here for a good time and I want to... Get on board. Get on board. Yeah, yeah, but I think support. it's I think it's always been there. And if you talk to the older comics, like they'll tell you, it, it, it's nothing like it was in the past. Yeah. Like in the nineteen nineties, like places like the comedy store were crazy. It's wild. Wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wild. And people went purposely went to give the comics a hard time. Yeah. I, I, I hate to admit it. I had friends when I was growing up who used to go to comedy festivals to get pissed and go to late shows to try and out funny the comedian. Same. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is so irritating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in retrospect now. 
People are going like, Gary, is that you? Yeah, like I, I remember friends of mine coming back from a, a comedy festival <laughs> and saying, uh, what was it like? And they go, oh, it was brilliant. And they said one of our, their, their friends, like, he was better. He was better than the comedian, like, oh, took over the show. And like at the time, I remember thinking, oh, that sounds great. But now I'm like, bastards, <laughs> yeah. absolute I don't understand. Why doesn't it happen at like theaters with actors? Yeah. Why don't they go oh, and be like, I could fucking act oh, better than I this fucking, guy? I would love that. You think that's yeah. a parallel? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think that's so a parallel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all fucking drunk in his tutu. <laughs> like. So this, this, this is what we're going to do, lads. We're all going to get out the globe this summer. Yeah. We're take our little Shakespeare with us. Like, you think that's a... Not, <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> think also theater crowds are probably so politely middle class that they oh, wouldn't... Yeah even get you off stage yeah. effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, 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 like, a bad audience in theatres, they all fall asleep. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Eat too much ice cream and yeah. fall asleep. Do you, do you know what the equivalent is in a theatre? I once saw this. I, it was watching a Shakespeare production and whenever there was meant to be a laugh but the actor wasn't getting one, the guy, this guy just went, <laughs> <laughs> just to illustrate to the rest of the audience that he knew Elizabethan English. So no one else was laughing. and like, my doth protest, da 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 <laughs> well, I, I I had a gig once where it, 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 there was so much noise bleed that it just didn't work. You know, sometimes you've got too much noise coming in. Mm. And I thought, like, I just I gave everything to it. Everything, like, put everything into a routine. And it just, I didn't get a laugh. But one of the guys in the audience went, that was actually really good. Mm. <laughs> 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 what, a, what a sweet heckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Like, he could see how it could work yeah. in the yeah. thing. But. But, but those are like the best audience members. Because I feel like most audience members just go along with what is happening in yeah. the room. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like really, reactive. I think, yeah, I think there's only like maybe 20% of the audience actually influence what happens oh, yeah. with the oh. rest of the thing. Because I think most, like, because when I watch shows, I'm silent the whole way through, whether I enjoy it, whether I don't, like, I'll just be quiet. That's fair. But, like, I'll feel pressure. If, like, everyone's laughing, I'll be like, I should probably laugh. <laughs> just imagine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> even if I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's there's leaders in everything. So there's, mm. there's subconscious leaders within the room. So there, there will mm. definitely be people in that room who, if they laugh, there'll be a, a percentage yeah. of people around yeah. them who are like, well, I'm going to laugh because this person well, laughs because I want to. It's a real yeah. thing. It's the cause called the Pareto principle. I reckon, like, 20% of any given pe person, any circumstance. Dude. Does, uh, what like the thing in like companies there's 20% people doing do like 80% of the work yeah yeah, yeah. Pareto's yeah. law yeah 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 so you're probably right it probably is yeah. like a core like I say unconscious leaders in a group unconscious like, yeah well I, I did flyering once outside an Arctic Monkeys concert and uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ I showed up to do this flyering anyway and uh, it's just a load of drunk people in Finsbury Park and uh, there was other people doing flyer and, and the amount of people just telling me to fuck off and mm. throwing the flyer at me and everything. And then I was like, it was five o'clock on a Friday. I think it was five o'clock on a Friday. And then I just thought, I'm going to, I ran over to a shop and I got a little half bottle of whiskey and I thought, I'll fucking down half this and try to get more in the <laughs> zone for it. And then I, I, after a couple of hours, I found the perfect strategy. I only went for alpha, the biggest alpha male for the flyer. I go to the biggest alpha male, hand him a flyer, no chip in his shoulder. He'll take one. And everyone who sees him take one will take one. Yeah. How did you decide who was the alpha male? I just went for the best looking guy. <laughs> 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 I know, they're, they're easy to tell. Like, you know, anyone I saw who I just thought looked, you know, mm. I'd have given one to Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> anyone I thought looked the part. But like the, the, the people who will throw back to you are people with chips on their shoulder. But if mm. once, once someone sees, a re once uh, someone rejects, Everyone who sees that rejection, yeah, yeah, will yeah. Reject. yeah, 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 like yeah. It, yeah. there's no point even trying, like. yeah. yeah, and it's amazing the psychology mm -hmm. of the whole thing, you know. But well, it freaks me out with comedy because it's like, how many people are you genuinely making laugh? Probably 15 yeah. percent max. Jesus Christ, do you know what I mean? What are you doing? I don't need to know yeah. this, shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's the reality, <laughs> that's the reality of like, yeah. this is why I want someone to do like a crowd psychology of stand up comedy, yeah, because it doesn't work unless the room is dark so everyone feels like a binded mass, yeah, yeah, and anonymous, yeah. yeah, and and you need the person to have an amplified voice so they're immediately, yeah, higher, higher, higher authority, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like without that stuff, it generally doesn't work. So it's like, how much are you bringing? Well, I think energy energy is half is half the battle, 
And mm. I, I, I really believe, like, it's easy to slag off all this stuff, you know. This side of the room, give me a chair. That side of the room, give me yeah. a chair. Like, women, give me a yeah, chair. Man. All, I think all of that stuff works magic. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. you know. Like, in, in hosting and stuff, if you, get, if you get the room to, like, talk to each other. Yeah. So you sort of build that conspiracy, build that, um, that connection between people. And they start to work as one rather than working as individuals. Because mm. that's where I think, I agree, you probably are directly influencing 20% of people, but if your objective is to make the whole room laugh, mm. you get them by getting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like an interesting... So, so maybe uh, comedy justice and science data-driven enough, and what we need to do is identify who the the 20 to 15% are, who are our big <laughs> laughers. We need to figure out the optimum place to place them within a group. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I, wanted to do, I wanted to do a concept show at Edinburgh where I invited incredibly good comics, like top-tier comics to yeah, come yeah. down, but have a completely uh, fabricated audience where I'm like, there's strategically placed people and I'm like they're the only people allowed to react mm. and they would not laugh at anything that the good comedian laughed at and then I bring on a terrible open micer and, and then I just give them cues to be like the 20% laugh at this point and see whether the crowd oh, that'd be great. would go with them because I reckon they would. Yeah, you, you're looking for a job in television. That's I think that's, <laughs> that's a show. I think that's, that's a show. Fucking with comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McIntyre's uh, talk. I, I, I am only joking. Yeah. I am only joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That was very good. But yeah, I think you're. I think you're on something. That's kind of what like, out, out, outdoor shows were kind of like that. Yeah, no laughs. Yeah, <laughs> none. Yeah, if you did like an outdoor show and you and you'd have this like, then you do it inside in a dark room, nine p.m. You get a mm. good response. You're like. It's literally just the environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Like, ah, but you see it too, even like the start of a show, the end of a show. Like, mm. fucking, yeah. it's like a different room. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, you can also get people who've seen you perform before in a good room. Then they get their friends to come see you somewhere else. You do badly Bad. for whatever reason. Yeah, the room's yeah, set yeah. up badly. And then they're like, I don't understand. They were funny at the other thing. Yeah. And it's like they can't understand that there was an environmental <laughs> impact. They're like, it was you, the comic, that failed or yeah. succeeded, but, but, which is like, there's actually, with, so responsible Jerry, for very so much. So Jerry Seinfeld said it's like uh, racing a, a bike through like a boxcar or something, like, like, like trying to do a trick. Mm. And it's like, if you do it a little bit too quick, you get splattered on the tracks. You do it a little bit too slow, you don't make the jump. And like people don't appreciate that you, all you're responsible for is getting your little motorbike in the air yeah yeah there's yeah. other shit going mm. on that can affect whether well, or not you're yeah well, well usually if i do a gig where the environment is like, i'm like this environment's not really going to work for mm. proper jokes or, or mm. so i don't bother doing them oh. i just i just fucking you riff riff and rant rant <laughs> just fucking <laughs> let off whatever the fuck has been annoying me yeah and it, it it usually works better yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. If there's you know, no, because that's the only way you can connect in a yeah, yeah, yeah. Because weird environment, in a weird by environment, addressing the weird. Yeah, just going. Yeah. Well, you have to conjure up, don't you? You have to like, you have to like, you have to, you have to manufacture just, just what fucking, the... you know, and and yeah, and it's just a lot more fun. Like, there's a, yeah. there's nothing worse than you know when you have great jokes that you know kill in the right environment, and then doing them in a bad environment because then you're planting the seed in your head that they're maybe they're not, not as good yeah, as yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not Fucking wasting me bad yeah. jokes and you're losing me confidence yeah. in me yeah. killer yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna risk it. <laughs> it <is so laughs> true. Yeah. I don't wanna be fucking damaging yeah. myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging by a thread as it is. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need this. I don't wanna be like Luke going around only fifteen people in the room yeah. laughing. <laughs> by the way, Peter, I know you think you're killed, but actually yeah. Yeah. only fifteen best gig of the life is actually only ten people. Yeah. <laughs> tops. Ten people ten, tops. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the most anyone's ever made someone yeah. <laughs> like, the they, maximum number of people and they carry everyone else yeah but it's sad i remember my girlfriend's mum basically said that to me that that was what my job was and i was like that is Jesus. too painfully accurate yeah but i i i think the job is morale booster as much as anything i've always seen it as morale boosting rather than you know you know it's as much that as it is telling jokes yeah, like, mm, like, yeah. Like, like bringing the energy of the room to a certain I, level. And I've done it. I've been at gig, I've been at big shows and gigs where I've laughed because everyone's laughing. And then I've been, what did he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah you're like, oh my God, I'm at a rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if I just endorse? Yeah. Yeah. Then you know like the camera zooms in on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just came for the giggles. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to donate. Because yeah. um, I saw once a guy at an open mic, he's in America, but he um, he didn't t- actually tell a joke. He just did the rhythm. Mm. He just went like, ba dum da dum da dum da, ba dum da dum da da, da da da, ba da da. And it, it got yeah, laughs. Yeah. It, got, it got a laugh yeah. for like three minutes. I tried it a few times. Really? Because it's in it's in Stuart Lee's book. He, Is it? He said he believes a, a comic who has great rhythm and timing should be able to make people laugh in a language that's incoherent to the audience mm. because of that. Uh, so there was a few times at open mic gigs. Where, no, I didn't do the whole five minutes where I might throw in a 30 second bit like yeah, yeah. where I would say that. And it can be a lot of fun. Like it can be. <laughs> I can. Uh, mixed results. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work so well when you read Mein Kampf in a jaunty cadence. <laughs> I tell you though. No, German I, doesn't translate to a jaunty cadence. I, 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 I'd love to see someone throw a minute of it in on a big gig. Oh yeah, well, just random cadence, Fucking just contentless yeah. cadence. Yeah, but I, th- but I think you're right. I think if you get into a rhythm and like, you know, when you go at those gigs where you laugh, your face hurts, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Th- oh, that, when you're in that rhythm, yeah, they yeah, could yeah, be saying yeah, anything yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. They could just be saying anything. Oh, it's, it's when you get those gigs when your setup is getting something, and you're like, that's not yeah correct. Yeah. <laughs> like you, like, you've missed the point. Have like, you ever listened yeah. to the, the? That's brilliant, though. I love that. Oh, yeah, it feels it's, good. It's, it's and, the and then, then you think you have a new punch, but you don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's only fifteen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> percent. But that, well, that's why I'm amazed when comedians have any self-esteem at all. I'm like, even if you're crushing it, your your achievement is now, so we, small. <laughs> we call those people actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's true. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just bombing all the yeah. time. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the the Patrice O'Neill EP, Mr. P? It's really, it's really good. It's like I'm just it's like a mm. random club recording of his, but it's basically that. It's a, it's a masterclass in like he barely says anything for like 10, 15 minutes, but it's all just rhythm and timing and feeding off laughter and feeding off what the audience is doing. At one point, he gets a huge applause break off a exhale. Wow. He just exhales. He just has them in, in the zone. zone. Yeah, he just has them in the zone and just exhales. When just thinking there, I tell you it would be amazing though. Get them in the zone. Do a bit of incoherent, do an incoherent punchline mm. and then go to one person in the audience. Are you all right? You don't look all right. It looked like you had a fit there or something. Were you able to, did, you, did I sound different or something like that? <laughs> Try and convince them that you, there uh, was only them that <laughs> heard you, like that actually you kept speaking normally. No, I've, I've done yeah. this to an audience member. I challenged them because they laughed, the whole audience laughed at something. And I was like, that's not funny. And I just asked the guy in the front row. I was like, why was that funny? Uh. And he was like, uh. I'm not one of the fifteen like, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand. I was like, "That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? What the hell are we all doing?" Eighty percent, eighty percent. But that's why comedy is so funny. It's so fucking stupid. It <laughs> is. It is true. Another thing I read once: it, it, it's the it's the greatest waste mm. of intelligent endeavor in the world. Yeah, because right. the, the amount of like the reward to cost ratio is insane. You need to be highly intelligent. You need to spend a lot of time to get anywhere good Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really contribute much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no financial, the likelihood of financial gain is tiny. Yeah. In terms of like pursuing a real stable career. Career, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so unlikely. I don't think it's tiny. I don't it's think it's tiny. tiny. What are you talking about? No, I don't think it's Can tiny. It, <laughs> how many how many comics do you know who? Well, I think it depends what you mean by financial gain. Like if you, you Adam, I'd say that what would what would there be there there be three hundred? Would there be three hundred comics in the country making a good living? Mm, I I don't know how many comics are there in total. Would there be a thousand making a good living? I don't, I, I, I don't know the answer to these numbers. I reckon, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the man with the numbers. I reckon it's like single figure thousands who can like sustain. Yeah. So there's like, you know. so if you think of if you like in in the House of what's in 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 politics, six hundred and sixty six yep. MPs in the country. So there's yep. six hundred and sixty six politicians who are making a good living out. Mm-hmm. So mm. it's, it's comedy's probably about the same. Would it be six hundred? Mm, maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like most of them make money off other things. True, yeah, but it's it, but they, they got the, those other things from doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what upset me though. I just always wanted to do the comedy. I always thought comedy was the best. Mean, yeah, yeah, hardest yeah. thing. But, but you mean just the stand up? Yeah, live stand up yeah, comedy. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to do live stand up comedy specials. Yeah. Nothing else. I didn't want to do That's TV. Right. I didn't want to do panel shows. Yeah, but I, I still think like, I, I still, never thought that stuff was funny. You need, no, no, but you I, need a time machine, Luke. Yeah, no, <laughs> I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I still think there's a chance for that because there's a lot of people who do, who who don't want that. Yeah, you know, so I think the, the 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 pool of people who are chasing just that is actually smaller too. So it probably is. It probably is. But I think a lot. To Luke's point, I think a lot of people who 
don't do the social media thing, don't have podcasts mm. and stuff. They they are making money through stuff that isn't purely stand even like so, yeah. even like comedy store close Saturday night closes. They have other stuff they do. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, there's comedy related. Yeah, well, I'm just like, the likelihood is, is like, what? You'll work for good money Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you're lucky. Cor- corporate You'd have to be in with... Every, well, yeah, if corporate you did corporate gigs, gigs yeah, you could yeah. do that. But you would need to be, like, in with so many clubs. Yeah. Because you're it, chances are you're only going to be on there every few months yeah. at best. Yeah, but there, but there, I think there's enough of an infrastructure in the whole of England. Mm. In the whole of well, all the UK, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, yeah. Interesting. I do, I do. I think there's a, I think there's enough gigs. Yeah, think, but but then that's all you have to do is infiltrate the entirety. Yeah, of the yeah, UK. yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, open, but there'd be a dominoes effect. Have you boys yeah. thought about like? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Have you boys thought about like Europe as a, as a option, as a concept, as a concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people people do it. People do it because that's interesting. Yeah, Victor Petraskan's got yeah. a whole. Yeah. He does his whole career just like yeah. He's like a sort of um, I'd love to do the, like, comedy was, Ronin. Yeah, well, I think and that's quite because because you think about I was thinking about like you know if you, Europe is an analogy for the American scene, for example, where you can make a lot of money. There's so many cities, you can. I think you're making money as a much more junior comic in America a lot easier. And I and I don't think we necessarily think about Europe like that. There's so many English language. The, the, the Irish guys do like Peter yeah. Flanagan and Rory O'Hanlon. They're they're in Europe all yeah, the time. Yeah, right. Ariel Styler was in Snowbombing. So yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Al- altitude. Or is that different? No, it's a snow bombing. Yeah, it's a, a, in uh, 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 Austria. Yeah, I think there is. I think there's money in those gigs. Yeah, I, I do. I do think there's I money think, in those. I gigs. think because an American comic has to fly from like New York to Oklahoma. That's the same as us flying from London to. Yeah, well, you, well Europe's roughly the size of the United States. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and the flights are cheap. Flights are cheap. They probably put you up. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone will put you up. Yeah, It'd be uh, fun as fuck as well. Well, let's go to Ukraine and fucking. That's it. <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah. Fucking sick gig. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Louis C.K., the most moral man in the Ukraine. <laughs> 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 he did the gigs there, though, did he? I don't know, did he actually do them? I know he booked them. I don't know, I don't know if he actually went I think, and did them. Uh, maybe. I could be wrong. That's a, that's, um, a, that's a hell of a... Have you seen this other thing now in the Go paper on. going on for another story there? Um, that uh, ghost sightings and UFO sightings and all of this type of thing yeah. has gone through the roof. Did you know that? I didn't. But Did you know that, Luke? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. So since the since the pandemic, it's um, it's all gone. Like so, spiritual investigators. So any kind of TV show or play that's about ghosts mm. or UFOs is, is becoming really popular. And there, there's a scientific explanation for it. Like psychologists are saying, like all that social isolation mm. um, and all those kind of things make you hallucinate more. Right, yeah. And so. you become more susceptible to all these things. Uh, so there's a bit of a boom in the whole paranormal activity. Have you ever seen a ghost? No, but I grew up in like a creaky old farmhouse. And when I was a kid, mm. we were like, we were terrified of going upstairs. We were convinced there were ghosts. In your, in your house? Yeah, convinced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not like, we're like, oh, there might be ghosts. Like, when we were like younger, we were like, there are definitely. They're definitely ghosts They're up definitely, there, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can understand how someone gets there. Like yeah. It, I've taken drugs to the point where I've seen stuff that's not there. That's what I was going to say. I remember yeah. like a huge, I went raving. I took these pills that had something. In them. Yeah, they were like hallucinogenics. And I remember leaving, I, I like left the dance floor in a rage because this giant tentacle had just come out the wall and was just like invading the dance floor space. I was just like, oh, just... This fucking tentacle is really <laughs> taking the goddamn piss. I love that you weren't scared that you're just angry. No, no but that's what hallucinating's like. Is like yeah. the you have no emotional regulation. Yeah. That's like normal. So it's like you could be seeing something absolutely that would be objectively terrifying if your brain was perceiving it normal. But your the things you can see as threats can then also be like your hand is the scariest thing. Yeah. But. Well, I'll tell you a mad thing about. Uh, Drugs is drugs can't do anything to your body that it can't do itself under certain certain circumstances. That makes sense. So, like, you take a drug to hallucinate. Mm. That's just tweaking software that's already there. So, the idea that you can have all of those type of hallucinations without drugs, there's certain pressures and strains that could put you in that state of mind mm. without medication. And once you kind of realize that, that's you're in a whole new world there, oh, aren't yeah. you? Well, who's that? Who's, who's that guy? Is <laughs> a professor at Columbia University? Oh, uh, David Nutt. 
No, is it? Oh no, the 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 guy with the dreadlocks. Yeah, uh, Carl Hart. Har- Carl Harris. Yeah, Carl Har- Hart. 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 Is he the one who's like, um, ah, crack cocaine's on that bad? Yeah, <laughs> that bad. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's the same as cocaine. I sometimes do it to unwind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And big well, on heroin. Well, he does, yeah, heroin. Yeah, yeah. He does yeah. heroin. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 disproved the Rat Park theory. Do you know the, the, the one where it's like they've got nothing else to, to do. do yeah so yeah. they just keep going to the drugs so then yeah, he yeah. he created the one where they've other options mm. and when you give people other options they don't just do drugs all day well, i can believe that because i remember yeah, there's that whole fun. attitude that um what is it like poor people are problem drug users right but then you go to like rich kids do drugs so much yeah. And it's like, I guess they've got a bigger, I mean, money's probably going to be a proxy for like more opportunity, right? So it but makes yeah. sense that those people yeah. don't develop. Yeah. Or you've got the option of going to rehab, which is like a huge yeah. or option. Could, to or they can, they can go sailing or, you know, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's fly a plane today. Well, yeah. <laughs> they give you the same rush. <laughs> well, it's, it's either extreme, isn't it? It's like either, yeah. either you've got nothing to do because you could do anything. Mm. So you're just sort of like listless or you're like, you know, you got no money to you do got, anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So in, in, in either scenario, you're like they're they're the, they're the two people who do end up with the the drug yeah. problems. It is it's mm-hmm. the idle wealthy or the the, the poor. They, they tend to be you know. Yeah. It hits them harder, doesn't it? You'd rather do it on a yacht though, wouldn't you? Give them the option. Ah, uh, yeah, but listlessness <laughs> is very God. It's you know it's it'd no, be a horrible state of being. Yeah. You know. Ennui, permanent ennui. Just like oh, that's that's gonna be the title of my third album. What's yeah. the point? <laughs> Permanent ennui. <laughs> yeah. So ghosts. Are, are there any particular types of ghosts? They say. I, I don't know. Now, what happened to me during the pandemic was mm. there was one night, uh, like everybody else, Saturday night, where I was drinking, watching telly, probably staying up later than I needed to be because I felt like you know I wanted to do something. You know, like we're kind of like God. I want to have some kind of event, and I was sitting in the dark watching a movie, and uh, I turned around, and there was a mouse climbing up the curtain and it was about three quarters of the way up and I just screamed and the mouse fell and ran away and it was dark and that was grand but for a couple (laughs) of weeks after that I kept imagining I was seeing like I kept Mm. so that's kind of like a ghost I was haunted by a mouse basically that's like ghost mice that is like ghost mice (laughs) you know what I mean like I'd be like fucking like there was a few times there was one or two times like where like I'd fucking jump off the couch I jumped out of bed one night yeah do you know what I mean just woke up and the next thing I fucking jumped out of bed and I'm picking up like just got it in my head there's a mouse. There's oh a, yeah, you know, like, and that—that's—that's that's the same psychological. But did, did yeah. you ever get uh, night terrors? Yeah. You know, and like you have your dream, and then you think you're awake, and you can see your bedroom, but the thing you've been dreaming about has come into your. Oh no, I never had oh, that. Oh, it's yeah. so intense, it, and you wake up twice because you're like, and then when Jesus. you wake up that second time, you're like. Fuck, am I awake? Because last time it felt so real that I was awake, and then I got attacked then, then, by like yeah. a wolf thing. Do you have the same thing, Luke? Where like they're they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah you can and, see them there. Yeah, and yeah, I'll wake yeah, up yeah. when I wake up properly. I'm in the same position yeah. I was in the dream when I thought I was awake. Same. So it feels very, and I can feel everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, but you can't move. No, I can't move. You can't yeah, move, yeah. but you can see them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like pure terror, and like it's, it's horrible. horrible. Mm. And then I, you, you get this as well, like where. I live with the consequences of what happened in my dream for like half an hour, 20 minutes after waking up. Yeah. So like if something's like someone died in the dream or something happened, I live with like, oh, well, I'll have to plan the funeral, I'll have yeah. to do this <laughs> and do that. And it'll take me a while, half an hour to be like, to, oh, to, to brush that off. That didn't happen, yeah. Mm. Have you ever heard about the this submarine that uh, was in up near the Arctic one time and then the ice froze over and it was frozen in there for months oh, fuck no uh. now they all survived they had enough supplies but everybody went absolutely mental like, yeah, yeah that's no sunlight everyone everyone uh. broke down and and they, they say that that the there's diaries and stuff from it and they say that's the closest to sending people to mars because that's what will happen when we send people to mars and that the training for going to mars is they basically put you underground for a long time so the type of people they're looking for mars are people who can handle Nothing. Just preppers. What? People who just. Yeah. No, I was thinking that's just going to be fucking all weekend ravers, isn't it? No, no, <laughs> like... no, no, no. You couldn't send them. You couldn't send them. Like, type of people you have. Did you ever watch Father Ted? Do you remember Father Stone who would just sit there and be like, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. You like you, you just need people who just yeah. don't need any kind of stimulation. Uh, yeah. Who are quite able to function on nothing. Maybe, maybe it's the ginger people because they produce their own vitamin D. 
Do we? And they can, yeah. Okay. So you maintain a sunnier disposition <laughs> yeah. year round. Yeah. Well, look. I just, how happy you are. <laughs> also, though, if everyone went mad, looking at ginger people mad would be fucking weirder than, you know what I mean? Like, they would look madder. You know what I mean? Like, I think a sallow skinned person who completely lost their mind wouldn't look as crazy as a ginger person yeah. who'd lost their mind. Like, yeah. That's completely fair. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weird introverts and Mars, you see Elon Musk bought ten percent of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. What do yeah. you think's gonna? Fuck knows what's going on there. Like, yeah, I know. He, he tried to introduce an, an edit button. That's his. That's his first big. Is there not an edit button on it anyway? Nah. So what if you you just delete and do it again? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So he's, Revolutionary. Was <laughs> <laughs> that the whole? Well, a bit, the whole change. He's, he's just there one day going, "Fuck this!" Oh yeah, yeah. Watch, watch to buy this shit. Yeah, two billion. <laughs> buy it. Buy it. Take Can't it. Live like this. Yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling though, because I've you know if you're like unloading, or if you're like doing the washing up or something. You think like I would rather buy all new plates. I'd rather just. Yeah, I'd uh, rather. I, I'd rather like. Oh, the rich man's convenience. I, yeah, I, the I, amount I, of things I pay for convenience. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it once. So I did it once. I, I came back from a, a summer away from a university back to a university house and fucking my flatmates. I had they hadn't cleaned up the kitchen and I just fucking threw everything out. I just was like <laughs> I can't. I, I just I couldn't differentiate between what atom and what and what. So I just fucked the whole lot out in in a in an impulse of madness. You know, like I was. Just yeah. wound up, <laughs> fucked it all out, and then like a couple of days later, my flatmates landed back, and we were about a month on paper plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what happened." Oh, you you never admitted it was you. <laughs> I did eventually, but I didn't understand because I I, I had realised it's at like this it was stage, some sort of ghost mouse. I, I had realised came in and stole all the plates. I had realised it was a, it was a massive overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we, did, we, we had a lad at uni who just like we'd leave his shit everywhere like fucking plates and like food rotting and like oh. it, was, it, was, it was horrible so one of the bigger, biggest the alpha in our house big lad took all the took all his shit away and left him with one knife one fork and one plate Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. That, that was all was he was. Great, great idea, that was yeah. all he was allowed. God the fucking love the alpha males. Do you know where would we be? They take flyers, they laugh at fucking jokes, and they sort out housing problems. Do you know what? No one bigs up the alpha males enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if Will Smith wants to slap a man for slagging off his if that's wife, the price we have to pay. <laughs> the occasional with slap. more power to him. <laughs> Is that, is that a good place to end? Have we been, have we been it's like 52 minutes, yeah. Yeah, oh, super. Yeah. yeah, that's grand. Well, until next time. This has been Tom and Jack having the crack with Mr. Luke. Hello. Mr. Luke. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was good fun now, lads. That was great fun. Mm. Some good clips.